As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you first become president, one of the peop- uh, questions that people ask you is, uh, what's really going on at Area 51? I think I just became the first president to ever publicly mention Area 51. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. I had people go look at the records on Area 51 to make sure there was no alien down there. I had all the Roswell papers reviewed, everything. If you saw that there were aliens there, would you tell us? Yeah. You would. I mean, if there's some huge national security thing and I can't get agreement to open them, I won't. But I do want to open them because I'm interested. Do you believe? I don't know. But there are enough stories out there that I don't think everybody is just sitting you know in their kitchen making them up i think that people see things what they see i don't know that certain morning i happened to look over into the sky to the northeast and i seen a very very bright light up there like a very bright star and then i said well that's moving and i just stood there and watched it as what i was doing and it was just coming down out of the sky real slow and no noise just quiet and I couldn't see no wings or nothing just floating right through the midair up there and I thought well if I don't tell nobody that I've seen something go over town tonight nobody will believe me tomorrow Welcome back to Paranormal Odyssey. We've got a great show lined up for you, but as always, I want to start out by inviting you. If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. You can get me at brian at paranormalworldproductions.com. You can head over to the website, check it out, become a member there, and help support the show. 
As I said, we've got a great show lined up for you. I've got Greg Nutt back from the American Landscape, and we're tackling a story that I think you'll really enjoy. This story was born on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell back in 1997, and it's the story of Mel's Hole. I'm not going to get into great detail about it right now because we cover it ad nauseum in the show tonight, but in a nutshell, it's this bottomless hole out in central Washington that this guy claims to have and he calls himself Mel Waters and Art Bell has him on his show for about six hours in total over the course of several years so it was definitely something that Art was interested in and I think you guys will be interested in it too if you're not familiar with the story I think it'll be a cool thing for you to explore and if you are familiar with the story, maybe we talk about some things tonight that you didn't know about the story. So other than asking you to rate and review the show, as I always do, there's not a whole lot for me to get into. So I'm just going to stop talking and let you guys sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, Greg. Hey. Thanks. I'm happy to be here this early a.m. of the morning. I definitely appreciate you getting up early on a Saturday morning to take a dive into Mel's Hole. Oh, no problem. I uh, got really close to the edge and almost fell in, but there's a lot of freaking information out here about this thing. And it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird, man. When we were talking about some of the show ideas and you came back with Mel's Hole, I was like, what the hell is that? I've never heard of that. So I started looking into it, and when I started doing the research, I was like, this is a weird, weird story. We'll certainly get into the details of it, but just the fact that this guy called into Coast to Coast AM and had this conversation with Art Bell, and even when I started digging into the archives back in you know 1997 is when this call came in, and we'll, we'll get into that in just a second, but I think Art Bell had this guy on the show for almost a total of six hours over a span of several years. So he was clearly interested in the subject, and I can see why. Once I got into it, it was a really fascinating story. I've got some opinions about the validity of it, in, in my opinion, and we'll sort of hold those to the end. But well, first and foremost, what made you have the interest enough to send it to me and, and think about doing a show on it? Well, when we were talking about doing shows, you know, I had a lot of things in my mind. You know, when you talk conspiracy, you've got JFK, you've got UFOs, you've got crop circles. Those are the easy ones. Then I started deep diving into some places I wanted to visit for the travel show, you know, like the Coral Castle in Florida, which, you know, has people mystified how that was built. And then I'm looking for stuff in my backyard closer to me. And I found Mel's Hole and then seeing the Art Bell connection, you know, kind of raised my eyebrows because I'd listen to Art off and on if I was in the car that late driving around and now listen to George Nori, who's taken over for him. So that caught my interest because if they give it that much time, there's something to it, whether it's true or not, I'm not going down that hole, but it piqued a lot of interest. And to find a hole that people claim is bottomless, immediately my more analytical side says, well, it can't be bottomless. This is like, oh, you're going to dig all you dig all the way to China, right? You probably heard your parents say that at one time. Don't dig those holes. You immediately want to call bullshit. But then there's all kinds of information. There's a medicine man out there. There's government conspiracy, plane crashes. There's all these weird things connected to it. So that's kind of what drew me to what I thought would be a quick show. But the deeper I dove to try to find out more about it, 
the weirder and uh, kind of hoax. And I don't want to even say it was a hoax. I think this is a genuine story from someone who may have believed it, but it's still interesting that newspapers, TV, a lot of people have given it a lot of coverage. So in a way it's fueled it. Even if it's a hoax, the media has fueled the hoax. And that was the same thing. I sort of came out on the other end of the hole. Everybody out there is listening. As soon as you see Mel's hole, everybody comes up with the joke. So we'll, we'll try to get those out of the way in the beginning. But for me, like you said, it was the Art Bell connection and the Coast to Coast AM. I mean, every show like mine, I think anybody who's in this business at all has somewhat been influenced by Art Bell and what he did on Coast to Coast AM. And anybody who's into weird things at some point in time has probably listened to a podcast or a show like Coast to Coast. So I don't want to say that the Art Bell connection sort of gave it validity to me, but in a way that it did because he heard a lot of crackpots on his show. I mean, he had a lot of people. Oh, yeah. People are calling in from around the country on this live show that's like on from 10 to midnight or whenever it was on. And you get a lot of crazy people that are calling in and Art handled it masterfully when he gets this person. And and we'll just get right into it right now. You know, back in 1997, I think it was February 21st, 1997 is when the first call was made. It wasn't Mel Waters calling into Art Bell on Coast to Coast. It was Art Bell picking up the phone and dialing Mel Waters' number. Because Mel had sent him some faxes about this bottomless hole that he found on his property. And Art Bell was so compelled by the story, he goes into the fax, looks at the phone number at the top, and he calls this guy. And he's calling him at, it's pretty early in the morning for him, and he answers the phone. And Art's like, what are you doing up this early, Mel? And they start having this conversation, and Mel goes into some of the specifics about this hole. Right, he's in central the central Washington area for you guys geographically is where where we're going to talk about this where the story takes place and Mel starts getting into this hole that he's found on his property that's about I think it's about nine and a half feet in diameter roughly and it's sort of like this built up I think he said it was like a fifteen foot retaining wall that went down about fifteen feet and it's about three feet high and there's this huge black hole he's on the property I think at this point for about four years. And the person that had it before him was an elderly gentleman who had had it for about 40 years. Mel starts telling the story about this hole that everybody in the neighborhood apparently knows about. And they've been dumping trash and refrigerators and old used car tires and all of these things into this hole for decades and decades and decades. And don't forget the most interesting thing they drop in the holes, dead animals. Exactly. I'm going to carry my dead animal out to this hole and dump them there. That makes sense. Right. So he's telling Art about all of these things that are getting dumped in the hole. And of course, Mel's thinking to himself, he seems like a fairly intelligent man. He's thinking, shouldn't this thing be filling up, right? If it's just an old well or some aquifer or something like that, it should be filling up, right? But decades and decades and decades of these things being dumped in the hole, including dead cows and other things. There's even a possible paranormal connection we'll talk about with a dead dog here in a little bit. So Mel's like sending this fax into Art and then Art reaches out to him because Mel's reaching out for help because he's curious about what this might be and he knows that Art Bell has this huge audience across the country and maybe somebody knows something about this hole. Mel starts telling the story. He's apparently a fisherman. So he gets the bright idea to figure out, well, I want to know how deep this hole is. So he goes out, gets his fishing pole, he gets some fishing line and he starts lowering it down. He puts like this one pound weight on the end of his 20 pound test line and he starts lowering it down 
And I think at this point during the first call, he tells Art that I think he's about 1,500 yards down, which is about 4,500 feet, roughly, that he's lowered this line down and he's still not hit bottom. Well, he's thinking it might be a well, so maybe there's water down there. So he gets this idea of adding a pack of lifesavers to the end of his line because (laughs) if he hits water, Eventually, the lifesavers will dissolve, and when he pulls the line up, he'll know that he's hit water, so it's possibly an aquifer or a well, but that never happens. Mel's down, at this point, the 80,000-foot mark is what we're roughly thinking that this thing is, right? But we don't know because it's possibly bottomless. That in and of itself is a weird story, right? But then you start getting into some of these other stories that Mel starts talking about, like the local hunter who had a dog that passed away. And he brings the dog over, which makes perfect sense to me. I'm going to throw my dead dog into this bottomless pit. But apparently, according to the story, he throws the dog into the hole and he's out hunting weeks later and he sees his dog with the same collar running through the woods, not paying him any attention, but he swears it's his dog. Now we've got this possibly bottomless pit that nobody knows anything about. There's no water in it. Now you have this paranormal connection of possibly resurrecting the dog like Pet Cemetery, And there's other strange things that go on with the hole. Like, it seems to be some kind of phenomenon where it dampens sound because this guy's dropped television tubes and other things that would make a loud noise and he doesn't hear anything. It's like there's just, it just sucks the sound out of everything that goes on in the hole, right? And in addition to that, there's been reports by neighbors and other people in the area that are familiar with the hole, that they've seen this really dark, thick, black beam coming up out of the hole, shooting out of the hole into the night sky. Now, Mel hasn't seen this himself. He's not purporting that he saw this, right? He's talking about other people have seen these things. So he's just kind of relaying this to Art Bell. And, you know, Art is a, he's a very smart guy. He's had a lot of people on his show. So he starts asking Mel a few questions and, you know, kind of figuring him out. And I think even at one point, he flat out asked Mel, dude, are you pulling my leg here? Is this possibly a real story? Are you just making this stuff up? And Mel is, in my opinion, he seems very credible. I don't know if you actually heard any of the audio, Greg, but I did. I heard quite a bit of it. And the one thing I have to say about besides Mel, but Art and George Norrie, both they're masters of non-committal about these subjects where they can talk about them with a lot of knowledge, draw the information out of their guests that the guests aren't really uh, good about giving it out. But some of these guys just babble on, but they're good about directing them and asking them questions without being too committed and sounding like they're 100% in. And I thought the same thing with Art. He was really not working the guy, but feeling him out, trying to pull out information. And then some of the stuff I started to scratch my head on why is everybody walking onto his property to dump stuff in a well? I'd be like, come on, you know, why do I want something that potentially like dead animals be stinking when they, they come up in this hole, but the dark light, I mean, how do you see a dark light? I, that one kind of, I kept thinking about what, what is dark light if it's out in the dark? And have you tried to find this on a map? I have not. I wanted to go there because at some point in the story, It's sort of later on, and I kind of want to save that until then, but before Google Maps, there was ways that you could pull up back in 97 and look at overhead pictures of things very similar to Google Maps. It wasn't quite as advanced, obviously, as Google Maps is today, but 
there was a point where that was done and it was some weird anomalies. And we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's weird because I went through a lot of different articles written and the same complaint I have today. And some of these are a few years old, kind of lazy journalism. They're almost word for word repeat sometimes of each other. So I don't know if the parent companies are all the same and they're just, you know, changing a word here or there, but the photographs were different. And, and then I almost just wondered if these were some of these photographs were common images, public domain images of sinkholes or holes or something, because wait, why is, why is one look like it's a man-made hole? You kind of see like bricks around the edges. And the other one, it's very rough on the edges. And you see these, the chain link fence that's talked about that or barbed wire fence that's around. I, th- I thought that was odd and inconsistent, but you know, I see that a lot. You know, I'm a Disney fan, a little less than the woke days of Disney, but it's very common for journalists to use pictures from the wrong place. So we talk about Disney World show, Disneyland picture, vice versa. And I, I just find that lazy. Stay tuned for more Paranormal Odyssey. We'll be right back after these messages. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I kind of felt the same thing with the hole. But there does seem to be a mix of people who've heard of this, even in Washington. They went to like Washington Central University, talked to a woman. I forgot what her title was. She had no clue until the interviewer told her but all the teenage to 20 something people seem to all know about it so then you wonder about that urban legend quality why the young people know the older people are ignoring it but let's talk about eighty thousand feet that's like 15 miles that's a big hole i mean the russians only got down was that forty thousand feet i think drilling 
and they talked about how I think some of the rock became wasn't even like rock anymore. It was like a gelatin type of material. I think it became very hard and very extremely hot. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're supposed supposedly supposed to get to the magma somewhere down there, right? And then there's the whole Middle Earth open shell Earth thing that came in, and some of my deep dives were. They believe people are down there. And these are, in fact, the one we haven't talked about, the Yakima Indian who claims to be a medicine man and has talked about like the reptilians that live down this hole. I don't know if you saw his interview. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I watch a lot of these shows or where they're trying to track down the origins of paranormal like we are. Most of them end up talking to some shaman or shame woman. I don't know if the women go by shaman, shame woman. I don't know. You know, in these days, you just never know either. But anyways, he, you know, he, this guy's tried to take people to it because he supposedly saw it. His dad took him there, but he couldn't get the 30 some people to the place. In this one interview, he's standing in front of the road. He says, there's the road right there. It's got, you know, of course, do not trespass on it. You can go there, but some people disappear and never come back. They give you all the stuff, right? But I won't take you there. And then I look. Well, I know we're going to get into the maps later, but the ge- geographic area he's standing at and what I found in maps look nothing alike. That whole map thing was a deep dive for me looking around too, but got all these people that say they've seen it, but nobody can find it again. And then there's the government conspiracy that want to stay away from the map so much, but I couldn't even find a military installation close by. Yeah, that was one of the things that so, fascinated me that obviously it was coast to coast. So Art Bell starts taking phone calls and everybody's calling in and they're joking about, hey, throw a cat down and see when you can hear it stop squealing. <laughs> you know, somebody horrible. needs to be lowered down. And I volunteer. This guy from, I think, Texas calls in and says, I'll, I'll go down there if you'll put me in a cage with an instant up button. You know, those kind of people calling in. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that Art, I thought was really cool about Art was, like you said, he's a master at what he did as far as his interviews. And he had ways of sort of painting people into a corner at times. And I didn't pick mm, up on it yeah. the first couple of times I listened to the original call, which I'm going to put at the end of the show. I'm going to put about 30 minutes or so of the original call. So you guys can hear Mel in his own voice talking to Art, telling him these things on Coast to Coast. But one of the things that I made a note about this morning Mel specifically starts talking about throwing these television tubes down. That's a big EPA no-no, right? (laughs) Yeah. You you don't do that. And Art even says to him on the show, like, you probably shouldn't say that on the radio because what's going to happen tomorrow is you're going to have boots on the ground and the EPA is going to be knocking at your door. You definitely don't want that. And I picked up on something that Mel said, and it sort of goes into my theories about what this all might be at the end. Mel said, oh, yeah, I better be careful of that, you know. But you're saying the government might be interested in it and I might be able to rent it out and move away. That plays a part later on in the story. And we'll talk oh, a little yeah, bit it about does. that. The thing about uh, Art, because that played to a local guy out there, Art's show was live on the West Coast. Well, I'm sure it was live across the country, but here on the West Coast, so you know, he's in Nevada recording out in the middle of the desert in Pahrump, I believe, in a big trailer and big satellite dish out in the middle of nothing. So we're hearing it live, I think, for the first three hours, and then they repeat two hours on our radio stations down here to fill in where probably on the East Coast, you get the three hours and you're into whatever your morning show is. So it's very morning for you. It's very late night for us. And a geologist is driving in his car in Washington. He's kind of from the area, piqued his interest. Oh, this is kind of interesting. Until he said how deep it was, he says, then he turned it off because that's impossible. 
And, you know, we've talked about how we, you know, scientists just immediately go to the impossibility, but, you know, geologists have some knowledge of the local area and what, what it's made of and what it was support. Cause there's some talk about, well, at 80,000 feet, this thing would just cave in on itself. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Why? You know, he, he got into why, cause there was some talk that maybe is a magna tube because there's an extinct or maybe dormant volcano in a mountain or the mountain is a volcano very, very nearby. So there was that angle I thought was interesting also. And he showed up in a couple of the interviews that I watched. I guess you might say he is the naysayer. He is the one on the scientific community is saying, no, nah, doesn't happen. I've looked. And you know, a lot of search parties went out and looked. Nobody can find this hole that supposedly was very well known to this gentleman and people dropping crap down it. So how can nobody know? Yeah, I find it very odd as well. And the scientific thing came up, obviously, during the conversation with Art Bell. He's talking about, we got to get people out there. We got to take a look at this. And Mel tells him that his wife works for a local university, and she's actually talked to people in her circle. And they basically laughed it off and said, you don't have a bottomless <laughs> pit on your property, dude. So we're not coming out there, right? They didn't take it seriously. So he even mentions that himself and sort of goes down the scientific path. And of course, Art Bell being Art Bell, he starts pressing him like, dude, we got to get some people out there and lower a reporter down there. We got to get Geraldo Rivera out there and lower him in this hole. <laughs> and hopefully he won't come back up, but we got to get him out there. And Mel's like, eh, you know, I don't really know if I want that kind of scrutiny or that kind of publicity. I just kind of want to get some help on this and maybe people can figure it out and maybe have some ideas about what it is. So he's a little hesitant which falls into it makes sense, right? If you got this big hole on your property, you don't want to really get a lot of people out there. You just maybe are curious and want to call into a radio station. Your face is not shown. So, you know, it's a little safer than, than getting television people and all these people involved. But we talked about it a couple of minutes ago. So let's just sort of fast forward and talk about there's a lot that goes into this, right? And I'm, I want to sort of throw it all out there at the beginning so we can sort of suss it out and talk about it throughout. There's several things that happen in the timeline. Because as I said, Art had this guy on for about six hours over the course of several years. But the first couple of calls, Mel comes on initially, and then he's supposed to make an appearance on Coast to Coast at one point. And the Saturday rolls around where they're supposed to do this appearance, and there's no Mel. Mel's nowhere to be found. Well, he shows back up and calls back into the show, and he gives this story of he's basically helping his son move from one city to another in Washington. They've got a U-Haul truck, and it's Mel's responsibility once the moving is done, he's got to take this truck back. He's got to drive it back and drop it off in the city, right? So he drops it off. He gets on a bus, and there's this fight on the bus, like this big hoorah between these guys, right? To the point where the bus driver has to pull off at this park and ride area. So they pull off at this parking ride area. Police come in. And everybody's getting questioned. What's going on? What did you see? What's happening? You know, they're trying to suss everything out and figure out what's going on in this bus. And Mel starts telling them what he saw in his story. And that's all he remembers. And he wakes up like 12 days later in San Francisco, yeah. missing his molars and his back teeth, his wallet and his belt buckle. So he's out of service for like 12 days, right? So he gets in contact with his family. Somebody picks him up, brings him back home. He's telling, then he starts relating the story to Art Bell. Of course, Art feels bad because he feels like he's caused this guy all this grief because he called into his show. Now it's this thing. And then, you know, somebody, some Yahoo jacked him up or whatever the case may be. 
And of course, my conspiracy theory brain starts going in all kinds of different directions. If this guy's telling the truth and people heard him on coast to coast, is the government somehow involved? Is this the government that waylaid this guy and took him? Oh, and he had this IV in his arm. He could tell, you know, how when you have an IV, you have that prick mark, you know, where they've hit the vein or whatever. And then he had that that little area around where the Band-Aid was or whatever. So that's a weird part of the story, right? Couldn't leave that out. And oh, by the way, guess who shows up on the property and takes over? The military. Mel tries to access his property at some point and it's blocked off. And the military says, hey, you can't go on the property. And he's like, it's my property. And there's this back and forth and there's guys with guns and there's all this stuff going on. One thing to mention about Mel, and he he talks about this on Coast to Coast, is he's into herbs and remedies and natural things. And he has some things on his property that he uses. According to Mel, it's nothing that's illegal. But during this conversation with these military personnel, they're like, hey, guy, you need to back off because, you know, it's very possible we're going to find a drug lab here on your property. And he's like, well, I don't have a drug lab. And they're basically like, you know what? You don't necessarily have to have one for us to find it. So you need to back off. Now you got the military involved and he's claiming that they've heard this on coast to coast. So they figured this out and now they're taking over his property. And then Mel disappears for like two years. I know I've probably fast forwarded through something, Greg. So if there's something we need to add before we move on, please let me know. No, it's, it would just be like, you know, when we're talking about some of the details where I just scratch my head and say, this doesn't make sense. There's some commonality to other conspiracies, men in black, you disappear, you show up, you've got lost time and you start wondering about, I forgot there's a, there's a, a word for it or a study of it where people start to have the same memories. You know, they hear stories, they somehow incorporate it into their story it becomes very real to them. In this day and age, in the internet, much easier, like back in the day when that couple from Alaska, I believe it was, that did the deep dive hypnosis about their UFO abduction. It was that kind of information. There was no way to really pass it around. So for them to describe, let's say, a gray, today you've seen it in movies, you've seen it, you see it all over the internet. So it's really easy to get that stuff into your brain which I think Mel's whole kind of falls into this more modern time of, yeah, the internet was there, but the map stuff was harder to find. I got to kind of go, really? And in the distance from Tacoma, where he supposedly was on a bus, melee. And again, why? He's dropped this vehicle off. The kid didn't give him a ride back or something. Oh, don't worry, son. I'll just get on the bus in Tacoma. And you show up in San Francisco, of all places. Uh, now there's military bases down there, but the last place I'd want to be dumped off (laughs) in some alley, the whole government coming in and taking over your property. We've all heard of, you know, some of the disasters that have happened in the modern times, but it's, is this a real thing? I mean, let's say, let's go to your area. Do you hear about people describing the government coming on their property all the time, taking it over? It always seems to be around these weird things. It's almost a convenient thing because what happened in this story is he claims that the military comes and takes over his property, but they don't just kick him off. They cut a deal with him. And they're like, hey, is there not somewhere you want to go? And he's like, well, I'd like to go to Australia. Why? He wants to go to Australia to save the wombats. 
which were a thing. Of all things. Yeah, which were a thing apparently back then, maybe still a thing. <laughs> but he's like, I want to go to Australia and save the wombats. And he did mention a couple of times there was some mention of him being an animal lover. He had dogs and he was, he was big into the animal thing. And he was very disturbed by people even suggesting throwing a cat down there and some other things. And there's some other animal connections that we'll get to shortly with another hole that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But ultimately, he disappears. He drops off the face of the earth or falls into the hole, who knows, for like two years. And Art Bell doesn't have any contact with him. So this guy shows back up like two years later. And here's the one common denominator in this. I do believe Art Bell, when he says some of the things and some of the facts that Art states here, I believe wholeheartedly are real. And Art claims that he had conversations or he had some sort of communication with this guy. And he knows for a fact that he was in Australia during these two years. And how did he get to Australia? Well, according to Mel, during this deal that he struck with the military, they paid him some astronomical amount. We're talking like 250 grand a month to the tune of about $6 million over the course of these two years, right? And his wife was involved. He was estranged with his wife. And I, I couldn't really suss out exactly who owned the property because he was a little he was a little wiggly when it came to, do you own the property? He wouldn't really give a straight answer. He implied that they owned the property, but nonetheless, he was in this estranged relationship with his wife. And I think he was cutting her a deal of like 25 grand a month or something. I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but the real important part is, is A, the government takes over his property, pays him this astronomical amount of money, and he goes to Australia to save the wombat. He built some big facility over there, apparently. And he's deeply involved in saving the wombats. And then all of a sudden, the money runs out, the facility's destroyed, and he moves back stateside. And now he's back on the radio with Art Bell talking about another hole that he's discovered in Nevada. Stay tuned for more Paranormal Odyssey. We'll be right back after these messages. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and how is it the same guy is that lucky? It's like getting struck by lightning and living twice. But before you go down that hole, we should mention that unless you found something different, no one knows if Mel, you may have mentioned earlier, is this, Mel Waters is the real name. But if Art supposedly knew he was down there, in, in, down under in Australia, he had this wombat facility and it was destroyed, wouldn't we be able to track down whose facility that actually was in Australia? And isn't it convenient that he moves back because the facility burns down or is destroyed, whatever the, I don't remember what was behind that. It's another convenient kind of thing in a way for me. I understand maybe someone using a name that's not really them, if they really are involved in something they shouldn't be, or they're scared of the government. I get somebody maybe wanting to use a pseudonym or something, but when you can't nail down a piece of property owned by a guy that everybody's dumping their, their shit down, I don't want to disprove this in the middle of the show. We've got a long way to go, but, and now the guy's found another hole in Nevada. That was sort of, it was a sticking point for me because obviously my brain is sort of this Occam's razor sort of brain. And I go to, that just doesn't make sense to me. It's not even fathomable at this point that now this guy's got a second hole out in Nevada that's got this Native American, and I didn't study enough to get really in-depth into that, so I'm not going to even really get into the weeds. I'm just going to hit the highlights of that, because there's some other stuff that we need to backtrack to that relates to Mel's hole and possible evidence of this existence of this hole, this bottomless pit. But basically, in a nutshell, this hole that he starts talking about, he found in Nevada. He gets hooked up with the Native American people there. It's on public land. It's accessible. It's not private property like his hole. It's a publicly accessible place. It's a public hole, not a private hole. So it's a public place that he can access. And he starts getting involved in these conversations with the Native Americans. And there's this weird story that comes out of all of this. Now, for sensitive listeners, I'm going to give you kind of a a disclaimer now. I'm going to talk about something that's not going to be comfortable that involves animals. Okay. So. You can turn it off now if it bothers you. Just giving you a fair warning. It involves lowering a sheep down into this hole in Nevada. So they get the bright idea to figure out what's going on with this hole. They're going to take a sheep. These guys are sheep herders. That's what they do. So they have access to sheep. So they take this sheep. They lower it down into the hole. And when they pull the sheep up, the sheep is dead. It's died. These guys are like, well, we're not going to let this go to waste. So we're going to harvest this sheep. We're going to field dress it and at least preserve the meat for this dead sheep that we just killed by lowering it in this presumably bottomless hole now in Nevada. So they start cutting the sheep open, and what they describe is sort of this, it's almost like the insides were cooked from the inside out, sort of this gelatinous type insides. And then they find this, for lack of a better term, it's like a baby seal with flippers inside this mass, inside this sheep's stomach, And this thing is alive. It's looking back at them. And it has what they describe or what Mel describes as human-like eyes. And this ordeal goes on. It's like a three to four hour ordeal with this thing. But ultimately, what happens with this, for interest of time, 
This thing crawls out of the sheep and flippers its way back over to the edge of this hole. And I don't know if it takes a swan dive or if it takes a, I don't know how it gets back into the hole, but basically it flings itself back into this hole and it's gone. You know, at this point in the story, I am really, really shaking my head and scratching my head and going. It took you this long? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was there up until a certain point, right? Back to the original hole. When all of this is going on, you mentioned it during your research. I don't think there is an actual photo that I could find of something that's really Mel's hole. I think people have fabricated some things. I think they've taken some pictures and claimed that it's Mel's hole. But I know that Mel never produced any photographic evidence or any other evidence that Art Bell ever had access to to say this is the hole. And one of the things that happened when he showed up in San Francisco. I mentioned his belt buckle was one of the things that was missing, and that really pissed Mel off because he was a little bit of an artist, according to him, and he made several belt buckles, and he sold a few in the area. So there was only a couple of them, right? And he wore one of them. And they had, in addition to the belt buckle, was a couple of coins that he had inserted and sort of melded into, soldered into this belt buckle. So he tracks down one of the guys that bought one of the belt buckles through a local jewelry company. And he finds the guy and he still got his belt buckle. And he's like, hey, I take a look at your belt buckle. Well, when he starts looking at the dime that's in this belt buckle, it was, was it FDR that was on the dime? The dime is interesting because it's marked with a B for the mint. And there is no B mint. So that was the first thing. And then it's for a president who hasn't died yet because the dime is dated like 43. And he didn't pass away until 46. So this dime is strange because it doesn't make sense with the mint, right? And they don't mint coins for presidents who haven't passed away yet. And this is like three years before he passed away. So it just doesn't make sense. So he takes the dime. And one of the questions, obviously, that Art Bell asked him, can you take a picture of the dime? And he says, no, I've tried and you can't photograph it conveniently. It doesn't show up in photographs. His sons tried to make copies of it on a copier. They've tried to photograph it. It just will not photograph. It's very blurry and you can't make anything out in the photos. So once again, conveniently, you have possible evidence related to this because he found those coins that he used in these belt buckles on the property near the hole. So make of that what you will. So you have I think it was eight or 10 coins that he found on the property near the hole. He uses them to make these belt buckles. And now he recovers one of them. And I think he had one left for himself that was his. And conveniently, you can't take a photograph of it. Again, it was one of those things that really sort of made me think, somebody has made this story up. This guy's a really good storyteller, but my bullshit meter is like pegging at 10 at this point. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just found there's everything on Facebook, I guess, but Mel's whole research organization. And they claim there's a, a 1943 Roosevelt dime that one of these belt buckles had three coins in it, a coin with Stalin and a coin with Churchill and this Roosevelt 1943 dime. And yeah, that doesn't quite work in the math of our reality. Yeah, you're right. The, the bullshit meter, I don't know, mine kind of went off early, but you know, as far as like the government not necessarily taking things over, but coming in, you know, maybe wanting to do research. It's not unheard of. I mean, the whole Skywalker Ranch 
thing, you know, before the present guy, uh, who's at Bigelow that owns it. What was it? What's the guy that's got, he's got a space in a the Virgin airline guy. Was it, uh, him that owned the property prior that had the government out there doing research, I believe. I'll have to look it up. I think it was, I think it was Bigelow before the guy that has it now, if I'm not now, mistaken. Okay, maybe it's, yeah. Big, but anyways, we know that they go out and I don't know why, why is it always remote? You know, why can't some of this happen like in my backyard someday so we can be like, oh, it really does happen. But the stories of them doing research in odd areas. So that part I could sort of, okay, the excuse of a downed aircraft is the reason he couldn't get on his property. And that's why the military was there. And then, you know, it went further to maybe the drugs and he couldn't get back in the property. Hey, I, I tell you what, uh, forget the drug charge. We'll just pay you some money, rent it out for a while and uh, see you later. Again, my, you know, my bullshit meters going way off and that kind of stuff. But, you know, maybe in all stories, there's a little bit of truth somewhere. Yeah. Maybe this guy just had a, a dump hole, but again, why would you let people come dump on your property? It could have been a pretty deep hole, not endless. You know, we all we're drawn to that bottomless pit thing. I mean, it's, it's kind of a trope in movies and supernatural stuff. And then there are some supernatural components to this. When they start talking about the hollow earth connections, I find it interesting that both poles have an American Indian connection to them. The Yakima's out here in Washington. I don't remember the tribe in um, Nevada. But I, mine also starts going, how do they lower this lamb down the hole? Did they get a, like a backhoe and put a rope on it? You know, there was some talk about, you know, the further you go down, the hotter it's going to get. There's less air. You may have just suffocated this poor animal. Here in the one in, in, in Washington, again, how can there be so many people that he knows on his property that no one knows who this Mel is, but they've been dumping stuff in his hole. And then the, the, the variety of photographs, I, I was just looking at one now that I can see a building being built not that far from it. And it just looks like a round hole that a giant auger or, you know, like the, the things you see in Oak Island digging down and, and making a hole. And then some of the other ones just, again, look like a natural, kind of a natural hole. The supernatural stuff kind of, you know, it makes me curious. The whole hollow earth is a curious thing. I, I don't buy it, but. It's an interesting concept and makes you think a little bit. But the shaman out here talked about the reptilians, which he's like, you don't have to go to the hole. You can, I don't know what they call it, basically like uh, mind walk it, spirit walk it, whatever you want to call it, and get in the trance. And supposedly this guy he tranced with was going down the hole, got down to the bottom. And then he mentioned he didn't actually call them reptilians, but that's what I interpreted i believe out of what he called them which sounded very reptilian like and then they caught eye of him and they were going to come get him and then he spirited it out and yeah i know <laughs> i see you shaking your head but that tied in again to some of the uh, commonly known in the ufo world species of ufos of people or I mean aliens that people believe have contacted or been here to the earth I haven't heard of any UFOs coming out of the hole. Obviously, it's just—it's not that big of a hole. But this dark light, which we, we kind of skipped over, and I wanted to go back to what what is dark? I just don't get this dark light. How you would see it? I I see maybe a blue light, but why wouldn't you just say blue light? What what the hell is dark light? 
It's almost like blacker than black. So I don't know. I, I thought the same thing with you. But and I want to get into the map stuff here in a second too. But just sort of to close out for the for the military connection to me, it just when you get to that level, right? And you've went on coast to coast and you've talked about this hole and say the let's say for a second, let's go down that road, let's go down that hole and say that the military actually is interested, right? And they're gonna go to the point of saying there's a downed aircraft on the property, you can't come on. And oh, they start to threaten you with, you've got this drug lab on your property. What would stop the military from disappearing this guy, right? If you're going to take him and dump Seriously. him, yeah, you're going to take him and dump him in theory, you know, if you're, if you're going to let your mind go there. They took this guy for 12 days and possibly put an IV in him and maybe questioned him, whatever the case may be. You can go down so many rabbit holes with the conspiracy theories, but why would they just not disappear this guy or trump up some charges and put him in jail? Why would you pay him six or, million dollars over two years? Or, you know, to get really conspiratorial, is this misinformation that's planted and they've mind washed him and they want him out there taking your attention away? Stay tuned for more Paranormal Odyssey. We'll be right back after these messages. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, that's that's the other trope that used a lot. X-Files, everything that, you know, this is all misinformation to get you looking the other way. Do you remember the thing about the ice that burned in the hole in Nevada? No, I yes. thought that was interesting. and. But again, convenient that these two holes, one guy finds two, two holes. I guess it's an endless hole if you can't find the bottom. There are deep holes. I can put my mind around it. But you're right. Why, why would the military just off the guy? What could be so important that you even may put misinformation out there about it? I don't know. I'd like to say Art was intrigued enough to have this guy back. And he tells, 
when you listen to him, he's pretty well spoken. You know, I've heard enough of his interview to see, and I've heard a lot of people on Art's show and the other shows that they don't sell, you know, they, they sound like a crackpot. But this guy sounds somewhat reasonable, except for the, the stories themselves don't sound so reasonable. Well, let's talk a little bit about the maps, because that was the one thing that sort of stuck out to me that could have possibly lended some credibility to there actually being something on the property. So yes. you, I think you took a little deeper dive than I did into the map. So why don't you talk a little bit about the, the actual location? All right. Well, I'm, I'm bringing it up again. So if you type, if you go to Google Earth and just type Mel's Hole, it'll come up with Thorpe, Washington, which isn't exactly where he describes it. And there's a marker called Mel's Hole. And it's close to an area. And a lot of the stories I read, they talked about DNR access. It was very close to, and I had to look up what DNR, I think it's Washington's Department of Natural Resources. So it sounds like just an excuse to spend government money and have an ambiguous name that I don't know what they're doing out there. Protecting the resources, uh, maybe. But this is northeast, roughly, northeasterly, maybe I should say, of this Ellensburg. You know, if you zoom down into Ellensburg, you know, it's it's a small town, you know, a lot of houses with no fences in their backyard. Let me ask you, you live in a rural area, semi-rural, would you call it? Is it like, um, is it a requirement to have like 20 cars on your lot and half of them don't run? Is that just a thing with rural living? I, I, I don't You look at a lot of these backyards and there's like four or five cars. You can tell they're wrestling out. And then I looked up the ridge because first I talked about a ridge line. They talked about the county, but then it's supposed to be southwest of Ellensburg, not why well, is I guess this was northwest. So then I'm confused of where I'm supposed to be looking. And they talk about a ridge and I'm drawing lines, trying to measure out the nine to 10 miles or so on the map. And I'm just not finding anything or, you know, even easy access where all the neighbors are dropping crap down his hole. Neighbors would imply, I mean, especially plural. And if they're carrying or even dumping cattle, you know, that requires a decent piece of machinery to move something like that around. And then they talk about it being on original. And there's a lot of things that just don't make sense to me, especially looking at the map. And I love taking deep dives on maps. And there are some people that really take too much time that really they find airplanes flying. You know, there's, you'll see these posts about, oh, look at this, look at this aircraft. And really, how far did you have to zoom down? How much time did you spend looking for that shadow? Just looking at the map, nothing makes sense. I can't find a military base. I did find this. I'm kind of curious why the Central Washington University is in this town. I mean, it's, it's in this valley with nothing really close by. I mean, Mount Rainier is to the east. I guess Tacoma is not that far in the bigger picture. So you definitely got the Indian Reservation close. Yakima is south of it. So then, okay, I was trying to bring in that, the Indian connection. You know, maybe sometimes people use the wrong town. I, I remember watching this thing on YouTube to a place I'd been to, or he found a place near it. He kept using a city that wasn't the closest city, which made it hard to find on a map. Again, is this just on purpose to keep you kind of looking in the wrong area? There's nothing mapped out or marked out in the map. Now, I've been to places on Google that have had some areas that, for some unknown reason, are blurred or you can't see it, which I find curious because even Area 51, you can look at. There's nothing really being 
two head that I can see, unless they're, as some people would say, oh, they just digitally made it look like there's nothing on the runway. Yeah, we've all heard, I'm sure, stories like that. I just can't find anything that matches any of the descriptions of where it would be. Even the one that's marked Mel's hole, it's, it looks like a big hole. There's not really enough around to say, well, there's some, what looks like industrial. Again, this looks like a meth lab. There's a bunch of cars and a shed. This one over here is just another shed, another meth lab. I, I know, being facetious here, but there's nothing that would imply my neighbors are coming to dump in my hole. Yeah. One of the things that came up on Art show on Coast to Coast is Mel actually said to Art, there was a program, like I said before, Google Earth, and I apologize. I'll try to insert it oh, later yeah, on. I can't remember was. what it's called, but you could pull it up back in the day and it would give you aerial photos of areas. Mm-hmm. And Mel got curious, went to that site, pulled up the property, and it was whited out. His property was whited yeah. out. And it was, it, it, that I was saw actually, that image. That yeah. was actually a thing. And I, was so, trying to ma- I was trying to match it up to what I'm seeing on connections, look, look, looking for this ridge, looking for this valley trying to match that up i couldn't see some same landmarks or um because i thought well that'll be easy <laughs> not so easy but that was sort of the one thing that sort of landed some possible thread of credibility, credibility maybe yeah is that you know how did that happen is this just a coincidence because he would have had to figure out where he was going to say the hole was and then this didn't happen until a couple of years into the story when this technology was even available, and then he goes and pulls it up and it's whited out like somebody's trying to hide something. And of course, the people who do the program say, you know, it could have been anything that happens all the time. It's an anomaly. It's a problem with the coding. It's nothing that's special about this place. You can pull those up and find 10 of them across the country at any time, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that I'm buying that, but I thought that was one piece of possible thread of credibility to the story, because I'll be honest, Outside of that, you know, outside of Mel sounding credible on the radio, to me, I don't think there's a whole lot else of credibility that runs throughout the story because it's just so fantastical. And he never produced any type of evidence because I can tell you, if I had a bottomless pit hole on my property, even in the, we're talking early 2000s when this sort of came to an end on coast to coast, you've got cell phones, you've got easily accessible digital cameras at this point. It may not be high quality, but you can go out and snap two photos and email them to somebody at this point. Because even in the 1997 call, Mel's talking about, you know, I don't necessarily want people to come out with TV, but I'm thinking I might do a website, sort of explain some of this stuff. So even in 97, he's talking about a possible website and internet access. This guy couldn't go out and take two freaking pictures and send them. It just doesn't make sense I know. To me. I know. And then, you know... They talked about a ridge, Manitosh Ridge, I think. And there's an observatory on this ridge. And I'm sure it's been there. I didn't look it up, but quite a while. And then they also talk about the Kittisaw Valley, I believe, or and it's in the county. So, you know, and when you look where the city of the Kittisaw is or whatever they pronounce it, you look where the ridge is. You look where this hole is that's identified as Mel's Hole. I mean, it's, it's all over the map. And then I started thinking, too. So this guy claimed to be, again, a way of... I guess like a a bounty hunter or a fugitive hunter might take all these clues and you would sure that there are these kind of people that listen to these shows for the entertainment value. Cause even if none of this is true, look at, look how long we're talking about it. Look how many shows have been dedicated to this, this thing. The guy claimed to be a professional shark fisherman. I believe he said, this is why he had all this twine or fishing gear to test the hole. 
okay, again, you know, if you've dropped something down a well, we've all probably done that. The wells are usually pretty small. You can lean over. But if this hole is large enough, how are you going to make sure, even with the weight he said he put on it, that it's not caught up or hit a ledge just sitting there and he's just letting more out? He claims it was drawing it down. And where do you get 80,000 freaking feet? I'm sure it's a much bigger stuff. If if it's the same stuff we use for sharks, it's not what we use for fish in a local lake. Still, 80,000 feet of this. And he said he just left it in there. He'd come back and just add some more. If it's the public land where everybody's dumping their shit, you know, it's not a controlled experiment when you got a bunch of people in and out of your spot. And again, that, that to me, lost a lot of the credibility. But the dog thing, I kind of wanted to go back to the dog thing too. He saw his dog. He's sure it's his dog. But the dog doesn't recognize him, won't come back to him. Come on. If my spirit animal came back and saw me, you'd think it would at least give you the look. I'm with a new guy. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it found, I found that kind of, uh, I don't know. One of the, it's probably one of the least things to get worried about is the description of the dog. But the government buying me off, moving to Australia, then my wombat sanctuary goes to trash. So you've got a guy that's got a wombat thing. You got a guy that's a professional shark fisherman you got a guy that all his neighbors dump trash in his hole and nobody can identify who this guy really is find a piece of property nothing that to me is probably one of the biggest red flags in this whole thing is nobody can find this guy i think that was one of the things that stuck out to me and i we we sort of glossed over that but you mentioned it a couple of times though Mel Waters, I don't think is a real person. So many people have tried to find a, a Mel Waters or a Melvin Waters or whatever in the area, and it's just not a real thing. And some people have speculated, I don't think Art Bell ever said, but some people have even speculated that that was a name that he created to sort of protect this guy's identity. And we'll never know, obviously, Art mm-hmm. Bell is gone, but it's clearly not his real name. So at the end of the day, I think the, the bottom line on Mel's hole for me is... I just don't see anything, in my opinion, that lends enough credibility to this thing. Now, there may be a hole somewhere that Mel had on his property, but I certainly don't believe most aspects of this story. But, you know, that's that's my opinion. Other people may have different opinions. And certainly, if you have a different opinion, let me know. Brian at ParanormalWorldProductions.com. I'd love to hear your opinions. I just don't see a lot of credibility to the story. No, me either. I'm sure there's a hole there somewhere. Maybe they even threw trash in it, but I, I think it's, I don't think it's necessarily a purposeful hoax. I think it's a great story. Like a lot of great stories we've heard of like the hitchhiking girl, that kind of stuff. I think it's grown. Art gave it some time and then more time. And art usually, I don't remember art going back to people like this a lot. So semi-unique, maybe I didn't listen to art enough to know if he did, but yeah, I'm, I'm finding a lot of uncredible things here to lock it down. It's just, yeah, fun story. A lot of, you know, I think it's a lot of fun, but I, I no credibility at all. With Art, initially, I think he was very interested in the story, but I think he was enough of a showman to know what is good radio. And I think that's why he kept going back to the well, pun yeah. intended. He kept going back to the well because it was very entertaining for people. And I think just the fact that some of the things you mentioned about this Mel Waters character, he was pretty well-spoken. He seemed like a very genuine, nice guy. 
and he played well on the radio. So I think Art was definitely smart enough to tap into that, and he got six hours plus of material out of it. So I think that's what it ultimately ended up being for Art. I think it was maybe at the end it was less about the interest, and it was more about, I just know that this is a good story. But that opens up a whole nother realm of things because I think we could do an entire show just talking about how lore and these stories take on legs and just grow and grow exponentially over the years because you take one good story that may have this grain of truth to it and then it just becomes this phenomenon in and of itself. It's just fascinating to me, but I think at the end of the day, I believe you're right, Greg. I think it's just a fascinating story. Yeah, that's the only place I could go with. And that's what caught my original interest. Well, the bottomless hole, you know, 80,000. I mean, that caught my caught my eye. Who could not look sideways from that? I mean, it's intriguing to, to think about. But once you start doing the research, I think it falls apart. And then you think, yeah, Art Bell, you got three hours a night on paranormal. But yeah, my grandmother listened to him off and on. My brother used to listen to him. And I got more into George Norrie. And George Norrie's a vet. He was, I think he worked at Intelligence. He's another one that's great on the radio, got a great voice, and knows how to keep the story going, how to get the people to talk without ever committing. <laughs> it's, he's a master at that. It's, it's amazing. Greg, another great conversation, man. Another, another rabbit hole we went. Well, this is a bigger than a rabbit hole we went down. This is right? our biggest rabbit hole, I think, so far. Well, I'm looking forward to more in the future, man. I appreciate you coming on and talking about it. Yeah, it was great. Had a good time. Stay tuned for more Paranormal Odyssey. We'll be right back after these messages. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Now to Eastern Washington. I guess this is Eastern Washington. Mel, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, first of all, Mel, thank you for answering. What are you doing up at this time of the morning? Well, after I sent the fax, I'm uh, I'm living in town here now because uh, we had a couple of our buildings out there cave in after the big snows that we had out here last month. Oh yes, and so uh, <coughs> there, there thereby goes some of the uh, construction debris into the hole. So, uh, all right, uh, when did you discover this hole? Well, the hole the hole has always been there. We've been out there for a couple of years now, and. Uh, you know, the hole has been there since we've been there. It's been there since the previous owner was there. And the previous owner there was quite elderly. And I, I'd say he was there for a good 30, 40 years before we moved in. Wow. And then... Uh, and so there's been a thing of throwing stuff down this hole for a oh, long, yeah, long it's, time. Oh, yeah. It's been, it's been going on, you know, <laughs> as, as, for as long as the hole has been there, I assume. When nobody knows that, I guess. All right. Uh, how do you pronounce the name of your town, Manastash? Uh, oh, Manastash. Manastash, right. oh, that's yeah. right. Thank you. Uh, and uh, actually, I'm in, uh, uh, right now, I'm in a little town called Ellensburg. Oh, I know Ellensburg. All uh, right. You must know about a rodeo here then. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, so, uh, yeah, we've been there for several years. And, you know, we, we just take all, you know, we take all of our uh, trash, rubbish, anything we have that we have to get rid of, we take it, throw it in the hole. Everyone's throwing their stuff in the hole. The people from around there throw all the stuff in the hole. I mean, it's just been going on for a long time. Well, you know, I you know, I got this thinking one day, how come this hole is not filling up? It must be an awfully deep hole. That's a good thing to consider, sure, as you throw stuff in it for decades, literally. And so, you know, I used to be a, uh, uh, well, I would say pretty close to a professional shark fisherman. So I had a couple of huge uh, uh, fishing reels, went out there and uh, started <laughs> Letting the line down, I figure after one. Uh, Did you wait the line? Oh yeah, there, there's, there's. In fact, the original line is still down there. I've just been adding to the line and keeping track of how much line I have used. So I've not uh, reeled it in. Um, how much weight is on it? There, there's a one pound weight at the bottom of it. One pound weight. All one right. pound weight. It's a triangular uh, one pound weight. Okay. Uh, and so that's at the bottom of it at first. So in other words, it would go down kind of like a plumb bob. Exactly, exactly. In fact, I have a rigged across the center of it there, and it goes, you know, goes straight down from the center there. And occasionally I try to move the line there, but when you're moving that much line, you really can't do a whole lot with it. But it seems to, you know, there seems to be, it's not resting against anything at this point here, and it continues to go down freely. And so when I was out there earlier, I let out a little bit more line. <laughs> and uh, So you actually went out there tonight after I read this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, well, you know, it's uh, not too bad out here right now. It's only about uh, 25 degrees, so it's not too cold. Have you ever heard anything coming from any sounds or anything? Um, well, you know, I mean, the normal thing to do is kind of, like, yell into it there, to, you know, to see an echo. And I've never heard an echo come out of that thing. No echo. At all. Uh, you know, that's one of the first things I noticed about it. Um, as usual, I brought the dogs with me. They wouldn't go anywhere near the damn thing, and uh, I went back to the Suburban and <laughs> hung out over there. So <laughs> it was kind of, uh, uh, I, I can't, I, you know, if I try to bring them there on a leash, they'll just dig their feet in. They do not want to go anywhere near the hole. Uh, 
Uh, and so that's, I don't know. <laughs> just, well, you've got miles and miles of... Uh... Yeah, I, I think... Uh, well, I, I'm going... I'm, me- I'm measuring it by feet. You know, I convert feet to yards, so I don't know sure. how many miles that is. I assume that's it's uh, a fair number of miles, though. Well, five thousand two hundred eighty feet uh, is a mile. So you got you, you really think you've got eighty thousand? Yes. Yeah, I, I uh, get the uh, line in five thousand yard spools, and so I'm I've gone through that many. Well, uh, you have got a hole then that goes. Well, you know, you can't say to the center of the earth, but you've got a hole that goes miles and miles and miles into the earth. I would think a university would be out there, boom, just like that. Well, uh, my wife does work for the, a local university here, and, you know, we've been talking to them about it, and one of the things is uh, uh, <laughs> they find it quite incredible that I've let that much line into the ground, but uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, Have you ever thought of winding it all back up again? Well, when I let out the first 1,500 yards uh, of line, I reeled all of that back in. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to know uh, if I hit water down there because I thought that, that's a lot of that's a lot of feet. You bet. Uh, you know, that's uh, forty five hundred feet of of uh, line. Did I hit water? So I, I uh, did. Uh, what I did is I sent down a roll of lifesavers. Lifesavers? Uh, yeah. So when it hits the water, the, the lifesavers will dissolve. That's true. Oh, I see. So very smart. So yeah, it's an old shark fisherman's trick. There, we used to we used to send our bait out on a balloon attached to a roll of lifesavers, and the bait would go out into the ocean on the tide. Yeah. And then eventually the lifesavers would melt, and the shark the bait would fall to the uh, to the bottom. <laughs> you know, you couldn't cast a big old mackerel out there that far. Oh, so amazing. So, what do you you got any guesses? Uh, I don't. I, I I have I have no idea. I thought it could have been I could have been a mine shaft, but the the thing about it is the, uh, the surface part of it's been very well cared for. I mean, someone built a very lovely uh, wall around it. And uh, all right, tell me about the nature of the side of the walls. In other words, you must be able to look down far enough, at least to ex- examine the side of the walls. Sure, it, it's stone for about fifteen feet down. Yeah. And then after that, it uh, you know it it's um, you know soil, dirt, uh, and then you know further down rock, you know. So, but I, I can only see to the extent of uh, you know really powerful flashlight. I've brought halogen lights out there to try to get a better look down there, but the visibility really isn't there. You cannot see much after a while. But it's uh, you know it's a it's a retaining wall. I'd say it's about a three three-and-a-half-foot retaining wall, and it goes down about 15 feet, and then it's... Well, uh, I'll tell you this much. Um, no matter how powerful a light, and I was even thinking about a laser, uh, when you're talking about 80,000 feet, forget it. No, well, I, I, they should have some technology that can give me an idea of how deep this thing is. I mean, obviously, the, uh, the old fishing line method is only going to go so far. What we need here is a volunteer. Real, I'm serious. Somebody who would be willing to be lowered in in into this hole. Um, well, I, I don't, you know, to be honest, with you, I don't even know if there's any air down that far. I mean, I, well, I, I wouldn't know about that either. Or you know, you know what true. kind of pressures we're dealing with. I, you know, these are things that you know are totally beyond my uh, 
my grasp in terms of you know knowledge about these things. But uh, do you own this property? It's our property. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, how long have you been working on this? Well, we we've, we've been out there for a couple of years. I said about four years now. But uh, um, this project here with letting down the line that's only been uh, since last summer here, and it was just. Less you know, I said, well, how come this thing isn't filling up? Well, sure. And, um, you know, I made, you know, I talked to the neighbors around there, you know, which are, you know, on, on, you know, when you're out there in the country, your neighbors are pretty far away, but they all know the hole out there. They all know about it. So it's well, like, yeah, because they all bring their trash out there. So the local legend of, of the hole. Yeah. I, uh, uh, this, this could be an apocryphal story, but one guy claims that he threw his, uh, departed canine down into the hole. Oh, really? And uh, he swear. well, the story is the guy that did it swears the, the dog actually came back to him. And uh, he was a really? hunter. He was a hunter. The story is that he was a hunter, and he was out there hunting, hunting and he saw the same dog. He had the same collar. He had the same little, uh, what is that, little metal thing on his collar there. And uh, he said it was the same dog. And he says he knew he threw the dog into the hole. But that, that's that's not you know that's not my dog <laughs> that's not my it's you know. not your story but it's it's uh, a story of a resurrected dog yeah um, th- this is um, you know as you can well imagine this is all uh, uh, Native American land around here and yeah, so one yeah, of the lines yeah. of inquiries I'd like to make is you know uh, is there anything about this hole in regards to the Native Americans. you know that's that's something I haven't really pursued right now but uh, if you had a fatal disease mill. Would you jump in the hole? I would. You would? Uh, it's, it's based actually, on the dog actually, story? It is in my will. What? Should I meet my demise? That, that you would be thrown in the hole? Disposed of into the well. I'm not sure the health department would allow that. Well, um, you know, one, one of the things that we, you know, I, I thought about later on is, what, what if this is like contaminating our water, you know? And, um, you know, we've had, you know... Uh, I'm, I'm sure you do this out there in Pahrump, too. Well, you no have your person, water checked all the time. Well, yeah, no personal offense to you, Mel, but if there was a possible contamination problem, um, I'm sure you're a clean guy. Yeah. But, you know, as you deteriorated, you would possibly produce E. coli or something horrible in the local water supply. Well, well, again, so far it hasn't. If you, you were resurrected. I mean, the, the water around that area is absolute, absolutely pure water. It is, uh, you know... Um, and so nothing thrown down, all the old junk and trash, no. and nothing has polluted the water? No. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, can't, I can't speak for everything that's been thrown down there, but uh, so, you know, none of that has been showing up in the water that people draw from their wells. I mean, you know, the water is as is, is clean as it's ever been out there. I think we get water that comes off the Cascades or something. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's just really great. It's really wonderful water. We'll Mel, Mel, you wouldn't be pulling my leg. No, I'm not. And uh, I'm uh, one, one of the reasons that I um, went out to the property tonight, other than it just, you know, it's something that weighs heavily on my mind. I was afraid that after I sent the facts out, uh, that there would be people around there because it's... Uh, well, there may be, but we have not identified specifically where it is. Well, there aren't, as far as I could tell, too many big holes like that <laughs> around. And so at least the people in my neck of the woods are familiar with it. And, I, you know, I kind of almost expected to see a small party of people. Well, there may be. Now, I mean, you know, come daylight, there may yep. be, uh, but remember, folks, this is private property. This is Mel's this home. Is pri- it is posted, too. 
Oh, it is. All right. It, well, yeah, there so, you are. Uh, so without knowing exactly where it is, I, I wouldn't look for that to occur, but there is going to be substantial curiosity about it now, Mel. Well, you know, I think I've, uh, you know, let you know as much as I I, uh, I know about it. I, I, I certainly want to find out more. I'm, I'm mostly curious. I was mostly curious about the depth of it. I mean, how deep is the deepest hole anyone has ever found? Well, I, I've never heard of anything deeper than this. You know, I, I thought maybe this would be like Guinness World Book of Records type uh, type hole here. Um, and uh, as the as far as um, you know, things I thought it would be like. Could have been like an old mine. Well, now uh, here's a couple things to think about. I've heard as you go down into the earth mill that it gets hotter. Ooh. Right? So yes. you would think that your fishing line with a weight on it at some point would melt or, you know, something. But but there's still weight on it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the, the line is not moving freely. I mean, it, you know, it, 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 it still falls under its own weight. Oh, that's amazing. Let's let some of the audience ask you questions. Okay, I, uh, I think I can do that. All right, because I just might be missing something. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel, who's got the hole in Washington. Hello. Hello. Do you have any questions for Mel? Hello. Okay, well, I, I guess that guy gave up. Uh, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hello. Oh, you got a, you got a guess now? I did, Well, I mean, sort of. Uh, well, I, I was I was calling about something else. All right. Well, thank you. First time caller line. You're on the air with Mel. Hello. Mel. Yes, Mel. Oh, oh, Mel, Mel, Mel. I wanted to talk to Art. Uh, I'm this, on the wrong line. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. That's the two 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 line. Um, one two 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 is first time caller line. That's what I thought I was calling. Well, that's what you got. But I'm I mean we're talking with Mel right now. I'm trying to. He's a guy with the, the hole in East, Eastern Washington. Okay. Okay, I just have something for Art. All for right, Mel. well, call me back when we're we're in the open lines. Wild card line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hi, Art. This is Dave in Milwaukee. Hi, Dave. Hey, yeah, I was listening to this. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, I just wanted to let you know, I looked up an encyclopedia, and the Marianas Trench, which is the deepest hole we know about. That's in the ocean, right? Right. It's 36,000 feet deep. So this is, w well, uh, it's certainly over double that already. Right. And it also says undermining that with current technology, we can only go down about 1,600 feet. Wow. Time. Wow. That's great. That is great. So oh. you've, you've got something here that already qualifies for Guinness. That yeah, is yep. wonderful. Yep. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah, I, can... I like that. That's great. Well, Did you said 1,600 feet? That's what they said, yeah. 1,640 <sighs> feet, it says, with current technology. is about Wow. All right. All right. Uh, thank you very much for that information. So already... We now learn that you may have a Guinness qualifying hole there, no question about it. Gee. But I want to know, I, inquiring minds want to know, I would think even if we just had somebody lowered past the 1,600-foot mark to see what's down there. That, that would be cool, but it wouldn't be me. You wouldn't do it? I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't go down and no. At least not while you're still alive. No, no yeah, at, then I will, you know, but I mean, you know, for the time being, no. I understand. All right, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with what Mel. If, what if the rope broke? Uh, yeah. Well, that's true. Mel? Mel yeah, and I. Where are you calling from, sir? Um, I'm in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, all right. Yeah, you mentioned earlier um, that um, you uh, would like somebody to be lowered down into the hole. That's I, right. I would be willing to do that. See, there you go, sir, a volunteer. We've, um, we've got a volunteer. Yeah, I mean, obviously under certain conditions. Like what? 
Um, just a cage, for one. A cage? Yeah, just in the event that uh, there's some kind of weird subterranean thing eating all of this garbage down there. Obviously, I would want to be in some kind of a cage. Well, and, uh, what makes you think, though, that anything that could gobble up, say, a refrigerator... Uh-huh. Wouldn't get the cage? Well, I would have, a, obviously, a very powerful light, and I'd be able to see it at some point before it's too late. So we'd have radio contact with you, and we could hear you scream, at least. Yeah, yeah. Not too much or an instant jaws. up button. An That's up button? An instant up button. <laughs> On back up. You know, at like a high speed. And you could take a camera with you. Yeah. yeah. With a light and show us everything as. Yeah, it? I um, I've got a I've got a pretty adventurous nature to me anyway. Um, so this um, plus I have a, a very appealing draw to the supernatural for some reason. Anyway, just naturally in my personality. Well, nobody's saying there's anything supernatural about this, but. Well, the the dog story would indicate something supernatural. Well, that's true. Um, well, my, uh, everyone's dogs are scared of the hole. Yeah. It's not just my dogs. No, that's a very dogs. good point. In other yeah, words, other, other dogs won't go anywhere near the hole, huh? Yeah, my, my dogs will follow me everywhere. I mean, you know, no matter where I go, they're, you know. Except. Except to the well. Uh-huh. Now, you um, call is, it, this, is this possibly at a grid point on the planet? Uh, I, I wouldn't know about grid points, uh. Other than I, I, Art, I know would you they know exist. anything about the grid points? I, well, I, well, I know. I've, yes, thank you, sir, from Austin. I've heard about grid points, but I would have no way of knowing where they are and whether this is one of them. I wouldn't know. Now, this is just a hole, and he's right. There is something a little paranormal about it when you consider the dog story. I, I tell you, um, Mel, hold on, all right? Here's somebody from Las Vegas. Mike suggests that we throw a cat down the hole. Listen to the cat scream as it goes down. That's a horrible idea. I don't know about people who do that, throw down a cat. Oh, man. And you hear the echo sort of going down. I'm not for that at all. All right, Mel, um, here comes some more people. First time caller line, you're on the air with Mel with the hole. Stay tuned for more Paranormal Odyssey. We'll be right back after. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. These messages. Art, why don't you have uh, somebody, I know you're connected with somebody that's got radar available. Radar would be the way to go to find out the depth. Well, would radar go down a hole um, Absolutely. without hitting the sides? You don't need a fancy radar to do it. You mean like a, what, what about sonar? No, I guess no, sonar you couldn't use because you don't have anything for the medium to go through, like underwater for sonar. Yeah. But radar would definitely work. In other I was words, just curious if he'd call a government agency to come out. But wouldn't radar return a hit from the sides of the hole and no, bounce around down no, there? No, no, no. Purely directional radar. What, 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 what do you use when you're driving down the highway? Well, you use radar, but exactly. that's, that's out in the open. That's not in, in. I don't know enough about radar to know if that would work, but it's a good idea. Well, I've used it for years. But that's All right, the way to try it. All right, that's that's. that's uh, I want, how about a cop's radar? I'm not sure if they'll return an echo off of that. Possible. All right, all right. Well, it would tell you how fast the hole was going, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> tell you how fast. Uh, cute, Mel. Um, wild card line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. <laughs> this, is pretty, this is pretty funny. Uh, 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 good evening, Mel. Hi. Uh, uh, my name is Barry. I'm just uh, hop, skipping a jump from away from you down here in Yakima. Oh. All right. And right. Uh, I'm, I'm awful surprised I haven't heard of this before now. Well, now, Mel hasn't made this public as far as I know. Have you, Mel? No, it's just on my land. Oh, I see. So my neighbors know about it. Well, well, I mean, th- wait, wait. This is the first public announcement of the whole? Uh, as far as I know, there's no newspaper accounts of it, you know, not in the uh, daily record or in the uh, Well, there will be the now. Herald. There will be now. Well, well as usual, uh, you've heard here first, folks, on That's our right. bill. That's um, right. Uh, before I get serious, I, I just wanted to kind of lighten things up here and ask if you'd considered uh, making a contract with uh, the uh, Refuse Collection Department from uh, Yakima County. You could probably make a killing on that. You, you know, I, I, re- I read an article in the paper how they wanted to close down our uh, local uh, uh, dump out here, and uh, <laughs> I almost seriously suggested. Uh, listen, there's another. here's another possibility for you. Do you know that I live near an area where there's supposed to be a high-level nuclear dump. Now, if this is really, in effect, a bottomless pit, Whoa. you may have something that the U.S. government wants. So I could, like, rent this thing out. You're damn right. And move away as they quick bring... as possible. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, anyways, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to, to mention here, um, uh, and we've got uh, many, many mediums of technology, and the, the gentleman who suggested it, radar i think was on to something mm-hmm. um you know it, it's say for instance that guinness was a you know came out and was gonna you know they're pretty thorough uh with their investigation before they're they're gonna they're print you yeah uh, that's true. anyways uh, you know maybe the way to go is to uh, to have someone lower in a sensors package uh you know which is something that measures for uh noxious gases uh mm-hmm. temperature uh and I'm sure they could uh, focus a radar, you know, 
probably pencil thin, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and just hook it up to a, a endless supply of a cable and a lower down. I think yeah, that'd be uh, awful interesting. Look, I I'd be interested even if if we don't get a hold of the guy uh, from Austin uh, to lower a camera and a light down. You know, when I was was out there this evening, it's uh, kind of a sort of a full moon out there. And one of the things that occurred to me is maybe this has some sort of astronomical type uh, type thing. What do you mean, though? Well, you know, it's like, you know, how, uh, you know, the, the various pyramids and things in Egypt, you know, are supposed to be lined up on various star systems or whatever. Well, was it a thing like where the moonlight was shining into the hole? Well, no, but I, you know, I just, you know, happened to notice, you know, the, the full moon and all yeah, of a sudden moon, to right. sort of uh, put two and two together there, you know. You've never felt drawn to the whole uh, personally, have you? I mean, in terms of, you know. Uh, uh, you, you mean in terms of some sort of spiritual involvement or no uh, suicide? No suicide. Uh, no, oh, oh no, no. The uh, the, the uh, I, I mean, I keep I keep the lid on it there because it's an attractive nuisance. Uh, you don't want local kids there climbing on the wall and falling in. There's actually no way of knowing whether people have gone in. Um, because they'd be gone. Not, not in my um, down with a refrigerator. You know, you know. Again, if I can find out something from the local uh, Native Americans on, you know, maybe with some sort of burial thing, or uh, you know, I mean, and you can drop a big rock, and you can hear it going down, probably bouncing off the walls or something, but you never hear a splash. You, you never hear a splash. I, I've even taken like uh, old television tubes, you know, the picture tubes, and you've you know, dropped oh, picture tubes down yeah, there. I've dropped. I've dropped. <laughs> I hate to say this here, but I've dropped more than one of them down there, and uh, uh, I've never heard it implode or anything. Uh, nothing. EPA, you probably shouldn't say that on the air. Well, uh, they'll come and get you for that. I mean, TV tubes. Well, well, it, it, it is my. It's your own property, I know, but yes. these days, Mel, doesn't make any difference. I mean, tomorrow morning you'll have to wake up and there'll be tanks and Boutrous, Boutrous, Golly. Yeah, that, that, that's that's true. All and, right, uh, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hi, WKXY, Sarasota. Sarasota, Florida, Let, let yes. me say, let's throw Mike from Las Vegas down the hole. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, you know, he's the cat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do have a question for Mel. You're a fisherman, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever felt a tug on the line? And if you did, what would you do? Uh, well, well I, I don't have a hook on it. There's just a large, uh, there's a one-pound weight. Yeah, but uh, she's, she's saying if something obviously was pulling on the line. <laughs> what would I do? Yeah. I I I I <laughs> I'd run. Yeah, I'd yeah, seal that, that damn thing up, and I'd never get near it again. Yeah, I'd, I'd put the lid down on it at that point there, and say, <laughs> "That's it. The dump is closed." And at any point, did you ever pull up the weight and look at it? Yeah, I asked that too. Oh, well, uh, yeah, uh, the 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 first the the first the first uh, series of. Uh, Letting down line when I got about uh, 4,500 feet down there. I had a uh, roll of lifesavers down on the bottom to determine if there was any water mm-hmm. down there. And of course, if there was water, the lifesavers would melt. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't. I didn't do that. But since that time, I've let the line continuously go down. I've just spliced on to the end of the line and yeah, I'm just trying to find out where the bottom is. Yeah, that, that's my. That was my main question. It's like, how deep is this thing? Where does it go? You know, well, it goes into the earth, but you know how how far does it go before it'll stop? Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know. All right, thank you, ma'am. Um, I think 
that a light and a video camera, I mean, Mel, you could have a special, as you got down past, what what did they say was the deepest hole, 1,600 feet? 1,600 feet. As you got down past 1,600 feet, you'd have a network special on your hands, Mel. That would be good. I'm thinking about putting up a web page on it there if I can get a, one of those. What's uh, his name? Rivera would come. <laughs> and, and they'd lower him into the hole. <laughs> Only if we were all lucky. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, Terry from Bremerton. Hello, Terry. Oh, you're up in Washington again, yeah. You're right. Well, I was wondering about uh, how much does 15 uh, miles of fishing line weigh? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just letting that sucker go down. I have not well, really. What if you've already hit the bottom and you got uh, a pound of fishing line on it? You That's just right. Letting it down. Yeah, I, I should. Uh, the bottom. I, sh I should weigh one of those uh, spools because I'm, I'm getting them in five thousand yard spools. Yeah. Uh, and so I should weigh a spool and sort of deduct the cost of the, uh, the the spool itself and see what that would add up to in terms of how much uh, how much oh, how much that weighs. So so in other words, it could be it could have hit bottom some time ago, and simply the the pure weight of the line. Right. It, it 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 doesn't feel like it it is is reach bottom there. There's no slack in the line. But even so, well, there might not be with that much weight. But you know, even if that's true, caller, think yes. about it. He's still got the deepest hole ever heard of in the world. Yeah, he does. <laughs> the weight of the line would keep pulling the line down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, there yeah, there would be so much yeah. line down there by then. But he, what pound test line is it? I'm using 20 pounds. I, 20 I couldn't pounds. afford to go much higher. you have 20 pounds of line on it already? Oh, pardon me? you think you have 20 pounds of line in the oh, hole already? I'm, I'm sure there's more line more line than that. It would break by then. You know, we're, we're, we're talking uh, how many... How many uh, there must be a lot of tension. I have about 20 spools of line. A lot of, of tension on that. Yeah. 20 spools of line on there. Wow. And it's still hanging on there. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know that, that, that weight continues to go down. I don't know if there's a way... Of weighing that thing, you know, as it is. Yeah, I was just interested in how much uh, the line would weigh itself. I, you know, I, I could probably do that. You know, get yep. one of those hanging scales. Sure. And 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 the spring spring operating stuff, and just sort of knot it off up there. Yeah, why not? It's worth a try. And the other thing that's worth a try, I suppose, although you'd be cranking for a long time, would be to crank it back up again. Well, no, I, I could just I could just weigh like one spool of line and multiply it. I, I think I'm up to about like 18 spools of line right now. So, you know, it wouldn't be too hard to get a, a weight on it. All right. You, you'll report back to us on that? Yeah, I can, sure, definitely. All right. Yes, definitely. All right. First time caller line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello? Yes. Hi, where are you? I'm uh, Bellingham, Washington. Yes. Oh, Washington again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I was wondering, um, what, what was the... Uh, Mel said that he had a triangular one-pound weight on the end of uh, the line. You're right. Yeah, I was wondering what was what elements were was that weight or is that weight composed? Of? It's a sta it's standard lead fishing weight. Mm -hmm. You know, you were talking earlier. Um, Al was talking earlier about the heat when you get. Deep into well, the, I I was speculating. You know, I uh, saw the movie with uh, with Pat Boone about the journey to the center of the earth. It was supposed to get hot when you go down, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, what about the magnetism? You know, that that's a factor you consider also. The magnetism? Yes. Yeah. You're off into a territory that I can't answer. Mel, are yeah. you gonna 
you're going to contact your your wife works for a university, yeah, huh? a local university. Have they? I mean, did she tell them about this? And if so, what did they say? Well, the people she talked to, because I nag her about it occasionally, say sure. you know, they're telling her you don't have a whole day that deep, you know. So, in other words, they don't believe her. No, no, no. And I, you know, I'm, what I'm trying to do is, you know, kind of entice them out there and just bring something out there to measure how deep it is. That's, that's well, Mel, really... would you be willing to talk to, like, newspaper people or a television people? They're crazy. They'd send someone down there. Well, I, I, I do. I, I, I know I'm talking to a lot of people on the on the phone right now and on the radio, but yeah. uh, I, I am not sure <laughs> I'd want to have a a TV crew and a you know. Uh, so you're not sure you want that kind of publicity? No, you know I mean you know I'd be happy to you know like I say you know I could I could put together a website on it and uh, uh, you know keep people you know um, informed about what's going on because you know I'm sort of making this my uh, people would accuse you of going to the well one time too many. Uh, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hello there. That is absolutely amazing. All right. This is Ken from Scottsdale. Yes, sir. And, uh, uh, one thing I wanted to mention about that, when you mentioned about a car that had fallen, apparently fallen from the sky. The Chevrolet, yeah. Right. I recall reading about many, many incidents in England and throughout Europe of uh, nuts raining nuts of different kinds. I mean, Brazil nuts and hazel nuts. Uh, Sometimes it rains nuts on my program. Listen, yeah. well, uh, no, listen, we're not talking about things falling from the sky right now. We're talking about a hole. Right, I know. Well, this was, it was open lines a minute ago. Now you switched it. Well, I've switched hole. it because I have Mel. Oh, well, anyway, um, the, as far as the hole goes, it, isn't it possible there could be like an aquifer or something in the... Water well, or something. Mel okay. has not found any water, any water at all. He lowered lifesavers in, and the lifesavers came back, and that was how far, Mel? 4,500 feet. 4,500 feet, and the lifesavers came back intact, right? Oh, yeah, they, they, they were absolutely dry. They weren't dissolved. They were just perfect. That's pretty definitive. First time caller line, you're on the air with Mel. Hi. Uh, uh, Mel? Hi. Hi, this is Con, uh, Conrad in Grass Valley, and I've got some thoughts about this whole well problem. Sure. Uh, first of all, if he's putting line down the well... Wait, wait a minute, sir. We've got to stop this because people are going to call it a well. There has never oh, okay. been, there's well, never been any water found in this hole. Okay, a hole. Yeah, thank you. All right. If he started out with a one-pound weight and he starts adding fish, uh, fish line to it, right. then the, the, the amount of weight down the hole increases. All right, now, if he knows the weight of the line on a per-foot basis, as he puts more weight down the hole, if he could measure the total strain on the top of the, or load on the top of the line, he would know if any of that line was draped on anything. See, the thing is, once he gets a fair amount of line no, that's, down that's there, good, that's a good point. The, the one-pound weight on the end is insignificant. Hmm. And he wouldn't even, it could be hung up on something and, or uh, laying on the bottom or something, and, and um, he would never know it. Yeah, but, 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 but he, he put lifesavers down 4,500 feet. So even if what you're saying is true, this is still, by a long shot, the deepest hole ever, ever. Uh, well, that, that assumes it's even that deep. Uh, the, one, the one thought that you had that I thought was very valid was uh, uh, the temperature 
as you go farther down into the ground. Well, that's what they. Th I think that's right, isn't it? Oh yes, of course. Uh, by the time it's down uh, uh, 4,000 feet in the ground, where the temperature would probably be uh, well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. If the 100, well, uh, the monofilament and the lead would certainly uh, survive 100 degrees just fine. You're probably right. That is interesting. Mel, I say that we got to put a person down there, a volunteer. Not a cat. No, not no a cat. cat. No cats. But, but a person, maybe like a media person, uh, uh, one of these anchors from maybe one of the Seattle Como stations or something, mm. set, you know, lower them down. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, again, I'm I, I'm, intri I'm I'm intrigued. Again, I've been running line down there for quite a while, and uh, uh, I, I don't think I've hit bottom. Uh, that uh, uh, the weight seems to be hanging plumb over there, and uh, uh, like I say, we've been throwing things down there for a long, 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 long time, and you know, it, this hole has not filled up. <laughs> they say you don't. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 